This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. Do you ever feel like you're working hard, but you're not getting the results that you deserve? Do you ever feel like you lack clarity on what your goals are? Or maybe if if you are able to get your goals down on a sheet of paper, they always stay just something that's written down on a sheet of paper. They never actually get converted into action and results. You're just not sure how to take action against them. Do you feel like there's always so much on your plate and you have to clear out all that clutter before you can finally sit down and focus on the thing that's most important? If this is you, you will love this episode. The conversation you're going to hear today was never intended to be a podcast episode. You've heard us share before that we are not just thought leaders, we're practice leaders, which means if you hear it come out of our mouth, it means we are taking action, implementing it, which means that we are failing. One of the ways that we failed recently was we had a woman, her name's Lizzie, who you're going to meet today, who signed up for our Living Your One Thing community, and we failed her because ultimately she canceled and asked for her money back. Part of us being practice leaders is that when we fail, we learn from our failures. So in this case, I got on the phone with Lizzie, not to sell her, to learn why we failed her and to make sure that should in the future you choose to do business with us, we serve you at a higher level than we serve Lizzie. I'm so glad that we pressed record because this conversation is going to be very inspiring for many of you. If you are that person who sometimes just feels like you are alone, like you're not sure how all these other people have enough time to do it all, you're just not sure how you can get it all done, this is going to hit home for you. So I had to share this conversation because our, our one thing is to add value to you. And I know that this episode with Lizzie will absolutely do that. So with that, let's get into my conversation with Lizzie Grant. I'm curious, what was it that got you interested in the Living Your One Thing community to begin with? I've read the one thing a couple of times. I mean, funny enough, there is a slight synchronicity. I became an estate agent briefly with Keller Williams when they first moved over here. So I was familiar with Gary Keller. So it's a book I'm very familiar with and want to live by it, but have found it very difficult to. So I thought, okay, you know, I saw your thing, right, going to do it. I suppose, I don't know how long later it was, I got an email saying actually that my payment had been declined, but mm. it meant that my payment was due. I thought, oh, here we go again. Yet again, I haven't done a damn thing about it. You know, what's the point? So I thought, like, you know, as, as the payment had been declined anyway, because I can't remember why, because my my card had been cancelled because they thought there was something fraudulent. Um, I thought, oh, well, that's a sign, then don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, I thought, well, you know, maybe these are all the reasons I should be doing it. But I've just got myself, I just feel so overwhelmed by everything. I thought, do I really want to take on yet another thing, yet another paid thing? Mm -hmm. So I was just in a dilemma, really. So what was it, what were you hoping to gain by living the one thing? I suppose what I'm always hoping to gain is to work out, and I'm, I'm working on it in different ways, work out what my one goal is really. Mm. 
And that's where I keep stumbling because I was starting to read the book again this morning. And it said, and then it said, um, okay, so having established what you want, I think, no, I haven't yet. No, <laughs> stop, I haven't. Um, I kind of got the idea of what I have to do when I have. But I think that's what keeps holding me back, really. So, is it, so to reiterate, what holds you back is a lack of clarity on your goals. I think so. I've, I've, done, I've done a lot of goal setting. And I, what I love doing is making them and creating them on a computer. <laughs> and then I don't look at them. But I really enjoy that process. In fact, I've got a five-year plan, which was based on, I think, one of um, Gary Keller's. It might have been The Shift. So I created a beautiful five-year plan based on what I wanted. and, and um, But somehow I just, maybe it was too nebulous. I, I don't know. Somehow I just, just, I look at it occasionally. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't convert, it doesn't turn into actions or things that you actually do to take, make progress toward achieving it. Is that correct? Yeah. And I think my, my major stumbling block really is because I'm older, I'm 66, and even though I'm still very lively and, and don't feel it, I just feel that I haven't got very much ahead of me and I haven't got a, a business goal as such. I became financially free two years ago through property. Oh, congratulations. Which is amazing. So I, I, I achieved that. So now I don't I can't work out what to do next. And and so I, I thought, well, maybe I need to, instead of doing this, maybe I need to get some coaching that will help me find out what my real my goal is to be the best person I can be. Correct. And I've got some strands to it. But um no, I don't know. It, it just—I just feel overwhelmed by it already. I suppose, and I thought it, it was just going to be yet another thing that I didn't do, mm. and I didn't want—I didn't want that to happen. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Um, it helps me a lot. You know, from from our side, we sit over here and we think about what are the big challenges that people have, and like what you talked about, we we were aware of people having a system where they can get clear on their goals. And like you said, they love the goal setting process. It's great to get it into the computer and on paper. It's lots of fun. But then that's it. It's a piece of paper that they look at every now and then. And how do you convert those goals into priorities that you take action on today was really the foundation of the entire thing. I don't know the solution for how to message to people in your situation to get off the fence and that this is what it can be. Um, What was overwhelming about it when you did go into the community? Uh, Well, I didn't even get into it, you see. I didn't. I just signed up and thought, great, I'll do that. I listened to your, I suppose it's the initial webinar, but I think it's also because I, there are so many things I'm doing because mm-hmm. I've got my property and um, the properties I look after. I've got my family, grown-up children all living at home who I'm, my husband's just left me. So there's, I'm responsible for all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, to find another stream of income through share dealings. So I've got, I'm trying to learn that. I do crewing for this company, property company I work for to get extra money. So I, there's the planning for that as well. And I just think there are so many strands. I just don't know where to start. And I think if I just had, if I was thinking, I think it would, if I just got, you know, a goal like I want to build my business, mm-hmm. that would be easier in a way because it would be one thing, but one, you know, one thing keeps cropping up. But I've got so many one things, 
and I and it's I tried to prioritize them today. And as usual, I went to my computer and did a spreadsheet, which took me ages and all different colors. You know, useless because I then don't do it. I just enjoy doing it, feeling as if I'm doing something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's taking action versus making progress. What happens, what happens, Lizzie, if you fast forward another five years and you don't make a change? Well, I'll probably, hopefully, I still won't need to work, but my children will all have left home, I guess. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, they all have left home. I'll still be on my own. Hopefully, I'll have, I might have had to sell this house I'm sitting in. Hopefully, I'll have mastered the shares thing, so I'll have another stream of income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I won't feel that I've really achieved my true potential. I think that's what it is. I, I feel I can achieve more. Now, I want you to imagine that you project forward five years and you are achieving your potential. And you look back to this moment. Now, there was a decision that you made where you started to do something differently. What did you do differently? Oh, good question. Something that I've been kind of trying to do today is to think to actually stop for a couple of days clear everything mm-hmm. because at the moment I, I again that the house is just i got someone decorating to the outside at the moment but with four grown-ups living here it's chaos <laughs> and i've got part you know i've got filing i really need to do but i keep thinking i shouldn't spend time doing that i should be doing something else i have three workstations where i and i thought i thought actually today i i push myself very hard be working very very hard and i never stop ever even when i'm I mean, even now, I always feel like Zabai ought to be doing something else as well. Um, that I thought maybe what I should do would be to take two days out and just stop. Whether that's dramatic enough to look back in five years and think, well, I'm glad I took a couple of days off five years ago. I don't know. Well, let's dive in. You take a few days off. What did you do with your time? What did you accomplish in those few days that was the real shift for you? Yeah. The trouble is what I would do is I, I wouldn't actually go anywhere. I'd clear out the cellar. Mm. So I don't know. Why do you think it is that when you actually look up and say, all right, I've got some time, I need to do something. Is it fair to say you're naturally drawn to do the 80% stuff that just seems to pile up everywhere? Yes. And, and I'm, I'm inclined to do what I think is going to clear the way for the important things. Versus just doing the important thing first? Once I get this done, then I'll be able to do that. Once I've cleared that filing, then my head will be free for that because it doesn't happen. When I've tidied this room, then I'll feel better about everything. Um, or when I've cleared the cellar, then I won't feel that there's all that stuff under my feet that's cluttering me up. That's what I'm always drawn to do. Hmm. And I did my share dealing course three weeks ago, four weeks ago nearly, and I haven't done a thing on it yet. Okay, well, let's use the share dealing example. What's the minimum amount of time you would have to focus on taking action to, to go on a road to mastering that every single day? Just the minimum, not what you think you should be doing, but the minimum. I would think probably a minimum would be an hour, probably. Okay. What would happen if today you knew you needed to clear out the cellar, you knew you needed to go organize those files, and you held yourself accountable to just sitting down and investing an hour in the share dealing before you earn the right to focus on the other things. And after that hour, you got to turn it off and you got to go bonkers clearing out that cellar or organizing those files. What would happen? 
Yeah, that I hadn't thought about doing all those things that sound so mundane that I had to earn the right to do them. I'm kind of I'm kind of doing it the other way around. I have to earn the right to do the important things once all the horrid things have been done. And it's important to acknowledge, Lizzie, you are not alone. This is the majority of people that I end up talking to. Really? Yeah. Let me ask you, at what point in your education did you receive the class on how to identify your priorities? And when and how old were you when you got the class on how to uh, make acting in order of priority a habit? Well, the, the interesting thing is that I did. I worked with Brian Tracy for a while. Uh-huh. So I have. I didn't have them in my education, but I've had them in the last five or ten years. Mm-hmm. And I still don't do it. Mm-hmm. But no, I didn't have them at school, and I and I totally agree. All those things and managing finance and stuff should all be treated dealt with at school. But yeah, so I have I, I have had the lessons. Well, you're you're nailing the third biggest challenge people have with time. The first two is they lack clarity, like you talked about. You're not 100 percent clear on your goals. They, the second one is they lack control, meaning they end up clearing out the seller and organizing the files instead of spending the hour first mastering your shares dealing and then they lack the community because you know you know what to do you know the information but your environment does not constantly reinforce that there's another way to do it no i'm not held accountable by anyone so how can i help you right now well i think you have helped me yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely a lesson that instead of, because I quite enjoy clearing up the cellar, would you believe it? Of course. Because I enjoy the result, because then I then I feel as if I've achieved. Mm-hmm. When I go down and look at this and show everyone, look look what I've done in the cellar, look, isn't that amazing? And they all go, oh my God, that's incredible. Thank God we didn't have to do it. Then I feel as if I've achieved. So I don't, I feel as though I'm depriving myself of that pleasure by not doing it in a way. But I've got to get that result from doing things that will actually make a big difference to my life. Well, and how good would you feel if you took that hour and you knocked out investing in, in learning the, the trading first, and then you still got to do it? Yeah, true. Yeah. Every single one of us has the same amount of time in the day, but how is it that you can look at a guy like Gary Keller and see what he's built over 60 years, and then you contrast that to other people who have been on the earth for the same amount of time? What's the difference? Mm. It's how they invested their time. Mm, of course, of course. Yeah. And I do get up early. I am up at five a lot of the mornings, but I waste that time a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And why do you think you waste it? I think partly at the moment, my computer is driving me mad and I spend far too much time trying to sort that out. So that's another one thing that I need to do is to get that so it's running smoothly. And is, I don't that, spend is that a one thing though, or is that an urgent 80% task? I think it's quite an urgent task in a way because it would stop me wasting time trying to get onto things. And, you know, it's a real time suck, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and otherwise, just putting things off. I mean, just procrastinating. That's, that's how I waste my time, doing something that really isn't important at all. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've got to stop. I need to stop doing. Well, I owe you a huge thank you because this conversation has been very enlightening for me. You're reinforcing that we're going down the right path because we, we, we do our best to engage with people and to identify what the biggest challenges are. And frankly, it's those things that you're exactly talking about is what we built living your one thing around is to solve them. Uh, but you wonder if we're nailing it. <laughs> you wonder if 
if we hit the right points. And so this just, this is encouraging for me. So thank you. Good. Great. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I want to make a deal with you. I want to give you access to the community again, and I'm not going to ask for your money yet. I want to put you back in it. And I want you to tell me in two weeks if you think you want to remain as a member, because everything you talked about, getting clear on the goals, identifying your priorities, being able to act in order of priority, that's literally what the community is. You just never got to do it. Mm. You nailed it. Would you be willing to do that? I would. I would. Okay. Do you have a pen and paper? I'm going to suggest an alternate. We have um, a start here section where we walk you through basically an onboarding. I'm going to suggest a different route for you. I want you to immediately, first thing, is go to um, the welcome to week two section. So in the start here section, there's a, there's a section that says welcome to week two. I want you to start there because we immediately tell you to go watch a video on goal setting to the now. And I want you to do the goal setting to the now process. And I want you to really do it, which I think you're going to enjoy considering you love, you love to cast the goals. After that, I want you to watch the how to do the 411 video. Okay. And that's in the week one section. So in, under the start here section, there's welcome to week one. And we, we, we suggest what you do there. Once you get your goal setting to the now and you actually get clear on where you want to be someday, five years, this year, you take that one year and you put it at the top of your 411. And then you identify what do you do this month? What do you need to do this week? And this is not the laundry list. This is not the organize my files, clear out the seller. These are the big rocks. And what you will find is that in our weekly check-ins, which we've done two live ones so far, you, and the replays are up there, you can see the questions we ask. You know, are they in order of priority? Are they on your calendar? What's the thing that could stop you from doing it? What's your plan to handle that proactively? You start doing this, Lizzie, not only are you going to have clarity on what you want, you're going to have a system to do it in order of priority. And we're not saying only do your one thing. I'm saying like for you, can you just do your hour first and then give yourself permission to do whatever the heck you want the rest of the day? Mm. Build the momentum. Okay. Start there. That sounds good. That sounds good. I have got, I'm working next weekend, so I'm, I, I have no hours of my own Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. But um, otherwise, my time is my own. Well, and, and, and the beautiful part of this, Lizzie, is the actual training videos itself of what I just suggested to you is under an hour. Okay. So I could actually, I could. Yeah. I mean, if you literally started at the beginning, and watched all the Start Here videos. We're talking an hour to two hours total. If you watch the weekly check-ins, those were each an hour, but you can fast forward to any sections. The goal setting to the now section might take you an hour. Doing your 411 will probably take you about 30 minutes. But total, we're talking like under three, four hours if you went all out. And you'd have a, and you'd have a system in place. Fantastic. And, 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 and what my ask for you is that in two weeks, you look up and you shoot me an email and you tell me if you want to give this thing a shot for real. And if so, the whole thing that happened with your credit card was called a hard decline. So it's basically a bank just thinks that it's fraudulent. So it just declines it. Mm, so yeah. if you want to be a member moving forward, we'll get you back in. And if it's not a fit, I want to know how we can make it better. That's all I ask. Fantastic. I'll do it. Is that fair? Yes, it's very fair. Awesome. Thank you. 
Do you ever listen to our podcast? No. Do you know that we have a podcast? I'm not surprised that you do, but I'm not sure that I did know, really. So you know what a podcast is? I know what a podcast is, Okay, I'm amazed at how many people still don't. Would you be okay if I use this as an episode for the podcast? Sure. And the reason is because I think your message, Lizzie, is going to resonate with a lot of people. There are a lot of people, just like when I saw your face, when I said, you are not alone, there are so many people who are like you. You were a little surprised. Yeah. You will help thousands of people who feel like they're alone, like they're the only one. And I want them to hear your message. Sure. No, I'm happy with that. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. Honestly, this made my day. Um, This is the bright spot of my day. So thank you. And um, if there's anything I can do to help you, you have my email. Great. Thank you. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Lizzie Grant. Folks, I meant what I said at the beginning. Our one thing is adding value to you. And the one thing that I can do, such that by doing it would allow me to add value to you, is to engage with you. Whether that means uh, going back and forth over email, whether that means interacting in our communities, and then sometimes this means getting on the phone, especially in the moments when we have an opportunity to learn from our failures. Today's episode hits home that we're going down the right path. Transparently, sometimes we question it. Conversations like the one I just had with Lizzie are an opportunity to get a pulse on what's really happening in your lives and making sure that everything that we do, whether it be this podcast, whether it be a blog, whether it be our trainings, like the Living Your One Thing community, that they are aimed to solve a real problem. Our hope is that you'll take action based on this episode because that's where you'll get the greatest results. So here's what you can do right now. Get clear on what your priorities really are. Get really clear on them. Write them down on a sheet of paper. Then ask the question, like I asked Lizzie, what's the minimum amount of time? Not how much time you think you should do, otherwise you're gonna feel guilty. What's the minimum amount of time that you would need to invest in that activity every day to feel like you're making a sense of progress? Make sure that whatever that amount of time is, it's something that you can do. Don't set the bar too high. Set it at a level that you can do it. Because when you start taking action on it, day after day after day, even if it's for five minutes, at some point, research would say 66 days in, on average, it'll become a habit. You won't have to think about it anymore. Lizzie won't have to think about cleaning out her cellar or organizing her files. She will, by habit, sit down and focus on her one thing first. When you keep knocking that lead domino down, when you do one thing, the right thing, it will topple over many things in your life. We shared this episode with you today because I knew it would help many of you. If some of you are in the position where you're going, wow, I wish I had checked out the membership because literally it is designed around everything that we talked today, please get on the wait list. Go to the onething.com slash membership. That's with the number one in the URL, the onething.com slash membership, or you can text the word founder to the number 33444 if you're in the United States. This will allow us to reach out to you when we open the doors again later in the year. And folks, we hope that you'll at least 
be interested in learning more because we know it'll help you. It's as simple as that. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. If this has helped you today, please share it with somebody. It would mean the world to us and it'll really help them. If you have not subscribed yet to the show, go ahead and click that subscribe button so conversations like this with Lizzie are automatically downloaded to your device. And as always, we appreciate you. And we look forward to being with you in the next episode. See you soon.